0: Hello, everyone.
1: Welcome to the Sonic Collective show for September 2017. We have Scott C., Scott G., and Darren Scott all together uh, talking about my pick this month, Pendulum by Credence Clearwater Revival. Uh, Alan is not able to join us this evening, so please stay tuned immediately afterwards for his uh, follow-up audio uh, review. So, Pendulum... I landed on this one after, if you remember the notes, about three or four other picks. And then I heard, have you ever seen The Rain again? And I just knew I had to see if this met the criteria uh, of the albums that we pick. And uh, if you'll remember, some of them is that they can't have any cover songs. On them and CCR, it had a lot of cover songs on on different albums that they released. It had to be meaningful in some way. This was actually the last album. Right?
0: Um, we have a cover rule. Is that is that a rule? We have a cover rule, Maybe. don't we?
1: We're not supposed to do covers and uh, and I like soundtrack albums, covers. isn't it? Really?
2: They're just not like a soundtrack or an entire album of all covers. No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: oh man you blew it damn it i I could have picked a much better ccr one (laughs) (laughs) actually i like this one because it it, it was right in the middle
0: compilations are live compilations are live oh
1: maybe that's uh, i'm i'm conflating compilation with uh with covers and stuff like that that's a lot of c words i know right that's some consonants and uh yeah, all the tracks were written by John Fogarty on this one too, which is kind of like saying no covers, but he actually does all of his own. It's not like a Beyoncé 20 person team. You know who you are. And uh and yeah, Beyoncé? Beyoncé. Yeah, I called her out by name. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> and uh and the 20 Swedish people that she works with. And it was the uh the last album with Tom Fog- uh, Fogarty in the band before he took off for his mildly successful solo career and yeah i know what i think but i definitely want to hear what darren and scott have to think so if one of you guys want to jump in and give some of your initial thoughts on the album i'd love to hear what you guys think go ahead scott
2: um yeah it was a it was a great pick i it's a great pick because i think i love ccr i <laughs> have always felt like yeah i'm a huge ccr fan and then I think I realize I've never listened to an actual whole album. I'm. I feel like I must have listened. Oh, I know I have. I've listened to Cosmos Factory because it has the craziest cover ever. They're mm-hmm. all in like '70s workout gear on exercise bikes and stuff. Oh,
0: really? Now so
2: Cosmos up. Factory. But I I realize that like, aside from that, I've been like the CCR Greatest Hits album guy. Like those 15 songs or whatever is on it is fantastic. Um, listening to this, I think that I really like the album, but maybe the greatest hits is is kind of enough for me. I don't need to go a whole lot deeper with them. Peg and Baby, to me, is a great opener in that it just kind of really sums up CCR's sound. Um, hey Tonight is definitely my favorite song on the album. And I love John Fogarty's voice. Like I think he's one of Rock's greatest voices. You know, you've got guys like Robert Plant, who's so iconic with his voice. But to me, <clears throat> like John Fogarty's voice, it just he can actually hit notes, but it's just a little rough. So, I absolutely love his voice as a singer. And I think the tracks thrill or flow really well, you know, which I've kind of got nostalgic on a lot of these reviews for the days of the album where, you know, at, tracks were picked because they fit an album well, and the order with which the tracks are put on the album were done so for, for a reason with flow. And I think this really flows well all all the way through it's a nice little journey um it's just a thought is a nice tune and the opening kind of reminded me a bit of whiter shade of pale which is kind of Mm. interesting yeah um But yeah, enjoy it, man. Like, CCR is just one of the great, great bands.
1: Yeah, I think I I definitely know what you mean about the voice. I usually get that way with guitars, where within a couple seconds of hearing certain artists' guitars, you know who they are, and it's just this, it's their signature, right? And I think in Mm -hmm. rock, there's a couple voices that are like that, too, where you're just not going to hear that type of, of of voice. You have like some families of singers that kind of sound the same, but no one sounds like Fogarty. It's just the second you hear him, you know, it's CCR and there's no doubt whatsoever who it is. There's no one yeah. even close to him.
0: Yeah. That's and, and well. yeah. And actually um, you just sparked a funny story. I actually didn't have it written down to talk about this, but uh, you realize that it, Everybody, well, maybe not everybody, but there was a lot of disputes amongst the band and amongst the labels that they were with. And uh, at one point when uh, Fogerty broke out on his own, he didn't play music for a long time, but then he released an album and he actually got sued for sounding like CCR. So they're like, <laughs> Fogarty, we're suing you because you sound like <laughs> the ccr and he's like uh yeah i'm john fogarty i was the one that wrote all the songs and i wrote all these songs so of course i sound like myself yeah and it got thrown out of court but that was a real lawsuit he got sued for sounding like himself
1: too much like himself too close wow. <laughs> that's awesome yeah.
0: yeah um yeah i thought uh i really like this album I, i've I almost got and you know i think um again uh my age in my uh like the twilight of my 40s is um like, I remember... I don't remember CCR, obviously. Most albums were before. But you what I do remember was that best-of compilation, that uh, two, uh, you know, album, big compilation. So you heard all their hits. I remember playing that a lot. But to listen to an album, I, I agree. I think this is the first time for me. This was their sixth album, last one before Tom left the band. Yeah. And also the last one that uh, John produced in full. After that, it was kind of uh, a thing. And uh, they were they were obviously... The history of CCR, they had some problems. And you know what's funny? It actually reminds me a lot. I'm a big Foo Fighters fan. It reminds me of the Foo Fighters. And, and I'll tell you what, because John Fogarty, one of the things that uh, they disagreed on was he was just like, you know, hey, love or hate. Him. He was basically like, I'm writing all the songs, I'm the one composing it. You guys are, they're basically just uh, like uh, session studio. musicians. Session yeah. musicians almost. I don't you know, yeah. hate. I'm sure they, they added to it. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure they did. Obviously, it was a bad. But um, he was the main guy, and he I think he just kind of got jaded, like, I'm doing everything, you guys aren't contributing, and he got a little pissed, and like, you know, maybe he was a little passive-aggressive about it, and that uh, separated the brothers and the band. And um, But really, uh, and I don't know if you know the story, shortly after this, when CCR stayed together without Tom, and, and John Fogerty's like, okay, if we're going to do this equal, you guys write the music, and yeah forgive me i forget the other two guys names right now but um yeah yeah he's just like so we will split it they all had to write songs and they came back and it was the worst album ever it like absolutely tanked the songs (laughs) were horrible except for the couple ones that john wrote and he was just like you know maybe being a bit uh weird about it but uh anyway back to dave roll like early on like the foo fighters were just him right like he just did all the instruments and started the Foo Fighters, and then he realized he needed a band to do it. Um, But he went through a lot of band members. There's a few drummers, a few guitarists. You know, Nate Mendel is the only guy that was kind of been there. Pat Smear kind of was there in the beginning and then left in the middle. But, uh, But I think Dave Grohl early on just kind of said he's just like, no, this is my band. I am the Foo Fighters. And if you want to work for me, that's great. But, like, he kind of said it. As nice as Dave Grohl is, he set that expectation. And I think anybody in the Foo Fighters understands that. And I always thought if, go back in time, if John is like, oh, I shouldn't have just been like Dave Grohl. Like, too bad. This is 50 years in the future. But um, I I feel it's the same scenario. If he could have handled it better, they probably could have stuck together.
1: Yeah, well, and you know he's the driving force in that band, right? Like if you if you listen to okay. a track like "Born to Move," where it's got like a four minute electric piano breakdown at the end, you'd be like, okay, well, what's the difference between this and say like the Doors, right? Yeah, but yeah. but then you hear Fogerty on, on the front half of it, and then you just have that signature kind of CCR, his fingerprints just all over it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you he probably could have rotated out everyone else no problem, and you would never know the difference.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, totally. Like, they, they uh, I think Tom, uh, I mean, it was sad. They never really made up. I think they did as brothers, but not as musicians. And Oh, no. Tom died. Yeah, Tom died in, was it, 1990? Yeah, I think somewhere mm-hmm. around
1: that. Well, and you um, could tell by how many times they got to play together again, and it was usually at, like, family functions or stuff like that, or award yeah. ceremony kind of stuff. So,
0: they only did a couple, and even when they got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, John Fogarty would not play with the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope. Refused to play. I'm like, wow, that is a, yeah. a That's a, oh, a moment. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. that's why I was
1: like the last album of them together is like a momentous thing. Cause it was a hard break between, mm-hmm. you know, and the band just, I think it was done. Like they broke up at late 1970 and then, then this was kind of like the song. Have you ever seen the rain is him basically saying it's over. And uh, yeah, like that whole song is about the rift between him and his brother and, and the band coming to a close and them saying, hey, you know, have you ever seen the rain coming down on a, on a sunny day? We've got everything. We're at the height of our success, but it's done. We can already see that it's about uh, to end. So,
0: yeah. Um, but, you know, in general, like to get, kind of go, uh, cut back, I, I actually really like this album. I like Molina. I, yeah. I it was a really simple, weird, funny song but I just like, Molina.
2: I just like, oh, so
0: I thought it was uh,
1: like a throwback to like a sixties Chuck Berry kind of,
2: you know what, That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Exactly. I was thinking of Chuck Berry the whole time I heard that.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's funny. Like, uh, like, what style is CCR, and I think he, <laughs> people would struggle and argue with that till they're blue in the face. It's just like, is it blues? is it rock? Is it kind of like swamp grassroots? Yeah. is it folk like it's just like it kind of fits in no but every category.
1: I just say swampy because um, yeah. no one knows what it means, including me, so so then yeah, you don't I, have I to try and define your, it any further.
0: I liked your Swampy, and as successful they are. they never had a number one song, never had a number one song, yeah no,
1: which just is weird. Decided.
0: CCR never had a number one song. No, never
2: had a number one song.
0: Bunch of top never tens,
1: had. but never, yeah. never the one. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's why. It seems weird, right? Because yeah. they're just is. everywhere. They're on the radio all the time. Like you said, the greatest hits are are like a mon- they're a monster album in their own right. Yeah. So.
0: And, and this album, it was the first one they really used uh, horns and keyboards on, and I kind of yeah. like. Who's kidding? away oh, just reading Wikipedia and Rolling Stone and other <laughs> like reviews, and that's okay, but. Um, I was amazed. I was like, okay, that's cool. These horns and keyboards. Then I found out, like, oh yeah, that was John Fogarty. He played all the horns, all the different horns. And it, like again, almost similar to Dave Grohl, how he played all the instruments. Yeah, or and Beck, keyboard- right? And then I'm like, Okay, but who did the keyboards? Oh wait, it's John Fogarty and then some other guy. Like or something like I'm like, Oh my god, like, like Yeah. yeah there's,
1: there's only a couple of musicians that do that. I think Beck is another one that that now plays like every instruments on his album I'm like who are these guys that yeah you know and how many of them because you hear about people starting with piano and then moving into other stuff but I wonder you know some of these guys I think Beck started with with guitar and I think Fogerty as well too so it's just say I'm just gonna learn piano because you know it, it sounds cool for our next album it's like yeah. what it's
2: crazy I never had a number one hit like yeah, yeah. Say, like, everyone knows CCR to think yeah that's just, that's just what. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah you think all those songs they were big but you don't know, realize i think at that time what seems mainstream to us was like pretty alternative and strange so they just never quite crack oh well, i mean hey we're in the like who gets number one now like justin bieber you know well i guess the foo fighters are, are reaching there and stuff but like not many rock bands that even are legendary are reaching that status and kind of the mainstream yeah it's, it's tougher uh,
1: and tougher to break through Especially yeah. when you've got like a like you said they're they're hard to pin down anyway, and that transition yeah. from the '60s to the '70s was a really strange time anyway too. So to to break in because who would have been big like the Stones, BGS, a couple other bands were really pushing the charts here. Just so the Beatles, I think, were still active at that point. Oh yeah! Yeah. Speaking of which, "Rude Awakening" 2, At the end, that's like some late season Beatles psychedelic crap going on there. Like,
0: yeah, that, that was that was pretty old there.
1: Empty tin cans and wooden spoons are not musical instruments. Just FYI. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we
0: should we should give some scores here, guys. Uh, uh, Scott Gregory, why don't you start off because it was yours?
1: Yeah, uh, I was really surprised. There was only a, a couple that I thought were. I wouldn't call them stinkers, but definitely not in my wheelhouse on here. But I got at least three or four keepers out of here. Molina, Hey Tonight, Have You Ever Seen The Rain? I could listen to all day. So I'd probably put it at about a four just because I know what else is out there for CCR. But I'd have to, to listen to other albums to compare it to anything other than their greatest hits. But stacked against their own greatest hits, I'd put them at a solid four. People should listen to this album. Give it a try for sure. Uh, as a band, I'd probably say five for influencing my, uh, my tastes. Yeah. Would highly recommend. Check it out people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll go the exact same as you Scott. A hundred percent of Scott's agree. This is, uh, <laughs> I'd say, I'd say yeah, four as an album and did it influence my taste? Like not this particular album, but I do remember like when I first started hearing CCR as a like kind of teenager sort of being like whoa like there was definitely something to the sound and the vocals and everything that it definitely influenced the music i've ended up listening to and liking like monumental band to 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 say you know rock without having listened to a few ccr albums you're missing the boat and i recommend cosmos factory if nothing else just to see the cover
0: it's <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if i know that one I, like uh oh my
1: God. i just pulled up the cover it looks pretty awesome <laughs> Oh, you, know, you just fold it up. It's over. like, yeah,
2: it's like they're around on a Sunday afternoon at someone's house with like one camera and zero dollar budget to make their own. Yeah, so, it'd
1: be Dad's basement now. You know, Dad's unf- you know. factory is yeah. right
2: before this album, so it's the huh. fifth album.
1: Anyway, oh, sorry, there back go. to you. Yeah, what about you, Darren?
0: Yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty on par with you guys i think you know is it worth the hype you know i think you know uh, uh for their influence my taste again it's hard to like ccr definitely influenced me uh this particular album it's, it's this is a hard thing to do you know i i think i'm almost fours all across well you know what what i recommend you know like you know uh, maybe i'll give that a five there so i'm um, fours except the recommend because i just think um it's all about this. Is what we're talking about is we, we want to listen to influential albums and uh, maybe we even heard them before, but like, should you listen to this? Hell yeah, you should. And, and put yourself in the position of where they were at the time and what they were doing. And um, yeah. Amazing album. Good pick by you, Scott Gregory. And Thank uh, you, sir. yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I don't have much to really add on that.
2: Yeah. But, I'd give it a five on uh, recommend. Definitely people should listen yeah. to this one. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're all pretty bang on there. Sweet. Well, then, uh, I guess all that leaves us to do is to try and get to trick Darren into telling us about next month's album.
0: Yeah, You know, I've been flip-flopping. I I don't know. I I think I'll probably pick it tomorrow. I've had about... Honestly, this has been a really hard one. Uh, Okay, I'll I'll give you a quick rundown. We we never name what we picked, but uh, I've gone from Queens of the Stone Age. I've gone to Foo Fighters. I've gone from uh Tom Petty, Traveling Wilburys, George Harrison and like I'm all over the place. That's awesome. um, but you can kind sure of see I'm a thread.
1: Head. You can see a thread running through that though. That's
0: of oh, yeah. funny. I, I and uh, I, but I I don't think I'm going to pick this one but Villains Queens of the Student Stone Age new album is spectacular. Oh, like
2: really. I'm uh, on the fence oh about that.
0: Oh really? Oh I I think it's top notch, man. I, I think that's a really good album. Anyway, um yeah, well, we can we can't pick it for another five years. <laughs> no. That so is five true. Years,
2: we, hey, in five years, Scott, let's review that, and then we'll see uh, if it stood the test mm-hmm. of time. Or... <laughs> yeah, I, I love Queens, but I'm I'm, I'm unsure that I've listened to it a good number of times. I bought it, and I'm still eh, I don't know. There's not enough hard stuff on it.
1: Well, I'm yeah. gonna have to check All it right. out. Oh yeah, cool.
2: Anyway, um, yeah,
0: but uh, I, it will come up. In the next day or two, you'll see.
1: All right. Well, we'll we'll stay tuned for that. And the rest of you should stay tuned for Alan's tacked-on review. He wasn't able to join us tonight, unfortunately. But you will get his sultry tones in seconds. So, from Darren and Scott and Scott, this has been September's pick for the Sonic Collective. Three Scots agree. You should listen to this album. Stay (laughs) tuned for more. And with that... Good night and good listening.
3: Hey guys, this is Alan for the Sonic Collective, uh reviewing Pendulum by Credence Clearwater Revival. Uh first off, my apologies. I couldn't make it uh to the meeting with the other guys, unfortunately. Just due to the nature of the business I'm in, sometimes weekends are not really a thing for me. But uh, you know, that's not your problem, that's my problem. So <laughs> uh without further ado, let's dive right in. Um, what did I think of this album? I thought it was pretty good. You know, not my, not my favorite CCR, to be honest with you, but, um, you know, it had a lot of great tracks. My favorite, absolute favorite of this album was called Hey Tonight. Um, and I, from what I understand, they did release that as a single, but I don't know that it ever really made the top 10. Uh, in fact, I think... Yeah, maybe it did make top ten. I don't know. Uh, and the other one, have you ever seen the rain? Of course, everybody knows that. And I also actually really enjoy the opening track called "Pagan Baby." Um, that was really good. As for the rest of the album, here's here's where things get interesting. I think for me, I listened to this thing multiple times, um, kind of cover to cover. I never I never bothered doing the whole shuffle thing because. You know, back in the day, these albums were meant to be listened to from start to finish. And so that's kind of how I like to consume them. Uh And I always found kind of towards the middle of the album, my attention span would shift and the music became background noise to me. And normally you would think that that is somewhat of a negative connotation Uh and understandably so, but f- I, I don't mean it that way because this background noise was also really interesting it wasn't i'm not talking about elevator music here i'm talking about like it set almost an ambiance for me and it really kind of mellowed my mood out and chilled me out a lot just kind of having this music noodling on the on the on the background so i nothing was memorable from the middle of the album save for any of the songs i had mentioned previously but that being said, I didn't not enjoy it. Like, nothing ever stood out to me as being, holy crap, this is a banger. This is going on my permanent playlist or anything. So um, from that perspective, I don't think it's necessarily a memorable album. But, you know, musically, it's really interesting. There's a lot of different elements that they've tried to blend together. Uh, it's it's like they're weaving blues and rock and swampy almost country i like rockabilly is that is that a good descriptor for it i don't really know um but it's neat and it really kind of paints a picture of the time and the place where uh ccr came from you know does it stand the test of time yes and no i mean you listen to it and within about five seconds you're kind of gonna know that this band is from the southern u.s and they were you know around in the late 60s early 70s it it just has that sound to it um you know but it's it's just a really good album i think to put on if you're in the mood to chill um you know i i Yeah, this is a hard one. This is a really hard one for me to review because it wasn't really polarizing for me. There wasn't anything I loved about it and there wasn't anything I hated about it. It just kind of was. And, um, you know, I haven't heard what the other guys have thought of it. So I guess I'm going to find out the same time you will when uh, when Darren or whoever publishes this combined uh, podcast. So it'll be interesting for me to to see the other guys perspectives on it. From a ranking perspective, I'd say for me, it's probably a three out of five. You know, again, there was nothing that really stood out to me as being uh, extraordinarily good or bad. You know, it just kind of was, and it just kind of, I enjoyed having it on in the background. And for me, I think that's where it'll probably stay, because nothing, the cream rises to the top, as they say, but in this case, I don't know that there was any to rise for me with maybe the exception of hey tonight because that song um it stood out to me as being more fun i guess i don't know um yeah would i recommend it yes i probably would i mean especially i think everyone in the world has heard um have you ever seen the rain but i'm not sure that that song is an accurate representation of everything that's on the album because the album has so many different levels and it's it's pretty uncharacteristic as far as you know a rock album from that decade there there is definitely a lot of different textures to it so i would certainly encourage people to at least listen to it once you know there's a lot of interesting sounds there's, uh i don't know what kind of synthesizer that they're using but you know it the sonically it's pretty interesting they've got a bit of horns in there as well um you know, less guitar driven than some of their previous records. So, um, would I recommend it? Yeah, I would. Again, probably a three out of five. And, uh, did it influence my tastes? Not really, not really, to be honest with you. So from that perspective, I'm gonna give it a two out of five. Overall, a decent pick, Um, wasn't really for me. You know, and I think a lot of that has to do with just who I am as a person and how I kind of, I use music very cathartically. So uh, if there's nothing that makes me feel any any good or bad or anything, it's kind of tough for me to really get behind. But all the same, it was an interesting pick and I'm glad we uh, managed to dive into some CCR. I've been kind of waiting for someone to pick it, um, you know, and I'm glad we did. So... Hope you guys enjoy listening to Pendulum, and I hope you guys enjoy listening to our review. And uh, yeah, for the Sonic Collective, this is Alan Dupuis signing out.